0: You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.
1: Hello and welcome to the Today's Conveyancer podcast. I'm delighted today to be joined by CEO of Conveyancing Expert, Gavin Wall, and uh, experienced conveyancer and now founder of A Conveyancing, Natalie Moore. Today, we are going to be talking about the introduction of the four-day working week, which both organisations have implemented in their own businesses and we've got a few questions for you guys about some of the practicalities around that so thank you very much indeed for joining us today. I'm going to come to you first Gavin. I think uh, the, the four-day week seems to be sort of growing in popularity. We've seen it in uh, other parts of the world uh, with some success as well. So while the idea of the, we, we know where the idea of the four-day week came uh, about but what was it that was particularly appealing Uh, for you um, when it came to looking at implementing it in your business?
0: Thanks, David. Um, For us, it was recognition of the team and their efforts. Um, And there was actually a, a soft trial that's been going on for several years and we'd never really considered, which is that a number of our team had childcare commitments, or they wanted to spend more time with the family. And we found that the people who was doing that, was taking say a monday off to spend time with the children but they was actually getting through exactly the same work as everyone else in the firm so over a period of time we realized that paying them less than the other members um would be wrong and uh sure enough as we started rolling it out more and testing it more we found that people were making uh, the same kind of profit for the firm but were much much happier in themselves
1: isn't that interesting that it was almost inadvertent
0: Absolutely. There's nothing deliberate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, tell us tell us about your experience. You're you're looking at implementing it in your business.
2: Yeah, so and it's really interesting to hear um Gavin to and and I can totally agree and see how that can happen because you know conveyances they are very hardworking and they don't work. nine to five job they work for their clients and to meet their clients needs so our introduction was was probably a little bit different really because we're a relatively new company and sort of growing and recruiting we were looking at how we could almost recognise the hard work that our staff provide and you know having been a conveyance that it's a really really tough job and I think it's very underrecognised and underappreciated. but we work relentlessly and we've gone through really tough two years of you know dealing with the stamp duty deadlines and the influx in the housing market so it, For us, it was really at the end of the last year, looking back at how hard everybody had worked, how fed up people were, how people were looking to leave the industry, which is really scary because we're in very short supply of good conveyances. So it's kind of recognising these people are working really, really hard. These people are potentially close to burnout across the industry. And when we were interviewing people, there was an element of responsibility that I can't See people working to, to these extremes, and we as an industry have a duty to look after our employees. So, for me, it was kind of what can we do to recognize that, that hard work? So, rather than people come in, same firm, you know, different caseload, it's you know, leading that change in the industry. So, the whole journey of stop this drive to the bottom on fees, look after the staff that you've got, bring your fees back up provide more support and reduce the caseloads for conveyancers and help them get that work life balance correct
1: it's really pleasing to see that issue is being taken seriously by the legal sector which traditionally you know has been quite slow to uh, to cotton on to um, it's not it's not really a fad is it but um, sort of cotton on to some of these uh, opportunities uh, that that uh, that come up um It's interesting to hear you both talk about the fact that actually this was almost staff driven in the sense that you wanted to look after the people that you've got in your businesses. What was the response from the staff? Gavin, to you first.
0: Yeah, um, it's interesting because the consultation when you do this, you still have to do a a consultation on the contract and the change. We've never done a consultation so fast in our lives. We expected it to take a month, and it took about four hours. um Absolutely, the, the staff are embracing it because we've not done a formal four days. What we're actually doing is thirty-two hours over, however they want to do it over the week. And this is to cope with ebbs and flows in their own lives. um So if if it's a sunny afternoon on a Thursday or Friday, they get to go to the beer garden, and they might decide to pick up the work another day during the week, or. If, um, I don't know, they have a childcare issue that pops up, they can change it. But a lot of the team are very quickly getting into um, choosing things to keep them occupied. So one of the, the parties today, I was just in a meeting, has um, joined a, a new management course he's going to use that extra day for. Another one learning to be a teacher. So the response has been overwhelming. They absolutely love it.
2: I think initially our response from staff it was a bit mixed really and so we allowed them to be involved in our consultation and part of the process so we have kind of ambassadors in each office that we were like here at your office what are their thoughts on it um, but over, overall it was it was really positive um, and they feel involved in the trial and you know prepared to work through any challenges that we face we've just come into the end of our consultation so they' you know because the consultation we took it very seriously and um, we've kept them involved um by now they're, they're all on board and we've also given the option to opt in or opt out so we're not making anybody do this we're saying if it, if, if you want this we're willing to offer it you and I think you know the legal industry is quite say or known to be quite behind in the times and the last couple of years it's it's changed quite significantly and however whether you decide to try it or not try it you know mine and Gavin's firms might be very different and we might have implemented it in different ways but it's worked for Gavin and I hope that our trial works for us but if we don't try things it's never going to change is it?
1: And that leads me really neatly on to my next question which is probably the same question that a lot of people have uh about uh, about this which is what are the dynamics of the four-day week do you for example cover Monday to Friday uh, do you close the office uh Gavin you've indicated you're going to do 32 hours over those four days do you uh, anticipate Natalie that you'll be doing 40 hours in those four days H- how do you guys sort of see this working
2: Our working week, we've reduced it to 34 hours across four days for those people that want to opt in. So our office remains open the same hours, Monday to Friday, nine till five. um, And we've we've actually done a sort of rotor to make sure that it's There's there's cover in place at all times, and the clients, you know, if they need assistance, there's assistance there to provide it. So that's kind of our dynamics. We've rolled it, we're rolling our trial out across all offices. And when we're given it's applied to full time employees for the first stage of the trial, and then we will review part time so that ultimately we want everybody to benefit from it. But yeah, 34 hours across the four days, and that's an extra hour for each of the working day. Gavin,
0: what's your experience? Um, so we, we've we actually put the trust back on the case managers. As Natalie said before, conveyances are a, a, a rare breed in that they're really organized, they're really hard working, they never let a client down, um, and they put their all into it. So for us, we went the other way in saying, listen, you're doing 32 hours, work within your team. So there's three case managers an assistant, and then they have team support who's off-site. Um, and we've said, work your rotor out between yourselves. We literally need to cover between Monday and Friday, only because the industry's not yet ready for it. Um, I think clients still want to speak to us. We certainly love our relationship with our agents, and we want to keep that strong. Um, and if they're under pressure to give an answer to someone on a Monday, we need to have cover to do that. Um, so we've changed our systems, but we've not actually put in hard and fast rules, because the rotor was uh, to be something that we'd have to manage. And uh, we've literally chucked it back to them and said, look after yourselves. And and actually saying to someone we trust you is having the effects that they're living up to that.
1: That's a really positive response. And I think Gavin, you've you've kind of touched on the next question, which is about what happens to client communications, to agent communications, you know, queries that come from the banks, What is the expectation on staff on the days when they're not in?
0: So for us, um, the way our system works is every item a post is scanned into a case management system. The case manager still manages that file, that client, that relationship with the client, the agent, the other solicitors. But if they're not in for a day, um, any one of the team can instantly look on our system and give an urgent update if needed truthfully if you've set out your stall at the start and said to a client listen i'm not going to be working the next three mondays so if you need me call me on a tuesday and they've told the agents because they've all got good relationships with agents and clients you don't have any pushback but there is there is emergency or contingencies in place in case something does crop up
2: Natalie. and i'd fully back what gavin's just said there um, and from our point of view at A Conveyancing, we've got values that are embedded in the staff. One of those values is we are one team, so we work together, and it's the whole, you know, Richard Branson model: look after your staff, your staff look after your clients. So ultimately, I think the long and short of it is effective communication. That's what lies at the heart of making this work for staff and clients.
1: I sense that you've both adopted quite a bit of technology that's going to support this endeavour, though.
0: Mm, absolutely um we we we're using proclaim at the minute, which is um you know it's a it's a good solid case management system, but we've heavily um invested in proclaim to make sure it does a lot of this stuff automatically um and then and then there's process drivers in the office as opposed to computer systems even things like the way that calls come into the office, who they go to, how that's picked up, what the response is when someone gets that call. All of this process drive gives a better customer experience. And by customer, I mean the client, the uh, estate agent and the other solicitor. I mean, I'm really interested in this entire conversation. Natalie, for example, I'm going to be reaching out to afterwards and saying, is there a way we can work together on uh, on different files? Because that's, that's how we build relationships.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think this industry, they see other firms as competitors. And again, it's all about working together. And that's what conveyances want. So you've got, yeah. you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's the leaders of some firms that resist change. And, you know, this conversation, is it, it's been around the conveyances. They will make this work. They will make sure, as they always do, that clients are serviced. And they're very aware that the work comes from agents. So they will keep that effective communication with agents. And ultimately, the reason that the global four-day week is, is to make people more productive and happier. You know, mm-hmm. it's about mm-hmm. balance.
1: Natalie, you've touched on productivity. Do you anticipate then that you're going to see an increase in product productivity you don't see that there's going to be a decrease in productivity
2: i hope not um <laughs> it, it's down to the team it's down to what the team want and they'll make it work we will obviously oversee the trial and review data throughout and at the end of it um but I just want people to be happy. I want staff to be happy. I want clients to be happy. And so long as the business runs from a business point of view, as long as it runs and it's profitable, then they're they're the key factors for me.
1: Kevin, Um, what's your experience been around productivity?
0: It is still early days, but um, I use the term holiday focus a lot when I'm explaining it to other people now. Um, Any person who's ever worked in conveyancing feels the commitment to the job. And if they're due to go to, I don't know, Skegness for two weeks, that three days before you go on holiday is the most focused you'll see a person working. They get through weeks of work, they tidy up the files, everyone's updated. Well, that's what we're finding is happening. People are, are absolutely more focused during the time that they're working. There's less downtime and then they, they finish in with that sense of achievement and really enjoying their break so yeah so far so good i haven't got enough data yet to work out um the changes but as natalie alluded to earlier realistically what we should be doing is looking at making sure that the fees are right mm-hmm. to make this work so that as a business it's it's successful and for the team it's successful
1: you both have identified that actually that some of the driver behind this decision has been looking after the, your own staff and 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 looking after their their well-being and and their welfare Um, Natalie you talked a little bit about some of the interviews that you've done Uh, and Gavin I've seen you quite active on LinkedIn as well uh, on uh, on the recruitment front. Has the introduction of the four-day week had a positive impact on recruitment for you both?
2: So we're implementing this trial for the welfare of our existing employees as opposed to a recruitment tool but I think naturally it's going to you are going to get an influx because there's so many unhappy people out there, there's so many people that are fed up, that have worked the last two years and slogged away for no or little reward and like I said and started this interview, it's a brutal industry unless you've worked in it or witnessed it, it's no wonder that people are leaving it and some people can't leave it because there's no alternative for them. So it's really about bringing change. Productivity lies within smoother transactions. And the only way to get those is to increase the fees and reduce volumes that people are dealing with.
0: And for for us, David, um, yes, it has had a positive impact on recruitment. We've certainly had more people interested in speaking to us. Um, I'm not so sure, I mean, the four day week is just part of a culture. Um, and, and we've really been looking at our culture, not just the way we deal with um, clients, but the way we deal with each other in the office, the way we deal with estate agents, the way we deal with other solicitors. Um, and I think that's more attractive to people along with the four day week. It's knowing that we're committed to making sure they're well trained and uh, very well supported um, and and have that family team feel going on. So yeah, I think it's had a positive impact on recruitment.
1: So here's the 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 crux of the question. Will you be adopting the four-day week?
0: David, I'm a man. I've not worked in a full week in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> not, not left. And, she said she and I'm a expert.
2: workaholic, so I can't embrace it until I know it works.
0: There we are. Um, joking <laughs> joking aside, um, absolutely absolutely i will i will adopt it um but that's partly because we've been working for the last 10 months really on making sure we have a really good structure in place um so that the management team all of us can make sure we have that time we have some strong policies on that if one of us is on leave even even me they're not allowed to ring me at all it's that, that simple as soon as we hit a five o'clock deadline you don't ring a colleague Um, and it's designed to stop this uh, mental approach to conveyancing where people will be sat there at 10 o'clock at night finishing a report on title we don't want that
2: yeah and just to back that you know I I try and you know five o'clock you're out the office the lights are off because history says people and like Gavin they're, they're working through the night or taking files home with them you know yeah. and I've done it over the years so it'll be very hard for me to adapt to it and I think that's what conveyances will struggle with but ultimately we've got to find that balance and you know even for myself I need to adopt to it because had I started my career with this then it wouldn't be so hard to find the balance now but we're so accustomed to working long hours and, you know, it's a stressful job. So we need to we we owe, we need to change the industry. We owe it to the industry. It can't continue like this. It won't because it won't attract any new talent.
0: Absolutely. And I'm happy for you to hold me accountable, Natalie, and myself to you. So we uh, we make sure absolutely. we.
2: absolutely. Yeah, it's great. And that's what's nice as well people are open to talking and helping and you know a couple of people have contacted me saying you know can't wait to hear some feedback about how the trials work in and we'll share that feedback and we'll share our findings because we encourage people and invite people to embrace this change.
1: Yeah Well there you are in six months time we'll have you back on the podcast and uh, we'll talk about how things have gone what I might, your, what be lessons... I might
2: be on a beach
1: <laughs> <laughs> what lessons you've learnt? Um, and what you can impart to the industry, because I, I you know, I, on a very personal level, I, I do very much hope that it's a success for you both um, for, for all the reasons that you've you've identified. Um, and, and certainly um, I, whilst you've both underplayed the uh, recruitment element, um, I think that that's going to be that's going to play a very big part in in your future success as well. Um, because, uh, you know, in order to achieve what you guys are talking about, higher fees, um, lower case loads. Uh, you know, you need to throw more people at it, and um, you need to throw more good people at it. My thanks to Gavin and to Natalie for their insights into the four-day week, or variations of it. Thank you very much indeed to everybody for listening. You can download this podcast uh, on your preferred podcast player, or get it from the Today's Conveyancer website, and if you're not already subscribed, you can do so on Today's Conveyancer. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you, David. Thank you, Natalie.
2: Thank you both.
1: And thank you very much indeed for listening.
0: You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.